Yeah. Yeah, old school. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, this ain't for everybody. Some of y'all need to hear this. I know you're in the trenches fighting, but check it out. I'm going to put it down like this so I can help the saints understand. Everything you're going through is all part of the master plan. Or what? You thought because you got saved, everything was going to be peaches and cream? You better wake up, son. Don't nothing come to a sleep but a drink. Faith without works is dead. Read your Bible. You know what it says. He who don't work, don't eat. Slackers don't get fed. Huh? Yeah. Jesus said, he who puts his hands to the plow looks back the same ain't fit. Some of y'all ain't been in the church five minutes and you're about ready to quit. I ain't mad at you. I'm just hitting you with the real. If you died for me and I was still tripping, now how you think that make you feel? Check this out. Deep game. This here's deep. Some of y'all ain't sawing nothing but you started trying to reach. But after him who's able to possess your father by his glory. Struggles might be part of your testimony, but it ain't the end of the story. Now the point is this prophesied way back in the day. Choir, sing your hook right here and see if the church can relate. Like, you know, a little half 
kind of quarantine type thing, you know, going on. So I might as well make some good use of my time, you know what I'm saying? So just at the house, you know what I'm saying? How's everything your way with that? Oh, everything, every, well, hey, man, listen. I, I can't consider myself a religious brother, but I am a spiritual guy. And uh, I'm really not worried about it, to tell you the truth. I know that might right. sound crazy to some of my listeners, man, but uh, I'm I'm not really worried about it because, I mean, it is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. So us worrying about things that we can't control, you know, and people telling us to wash our hands, you know, some of that shit we do anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah. That's just my take on it. I'm, I'm not going to stress myself out here worrying about, Stuff, you know what I'm saying? Um, if I'm going to worry about something, I'm going to worry about 45 because that fool is crazy, but you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> we got the official hash joining us today. So, you know, um, sir, I always like to start off the show, man. I mean, we got a bunch of questions lined up for you. And we got some of your music queued up, man. But I like to hear from the artists, man. And I know there's some other hip-hop artists out there, uh, young rap artists, man, that's trying to get in the game. And maybe some of their stories, some of they, they could relate to some of your stories. Hopefully they can. And, you know, I know everybody's experience is a little bit different. You know what I mean? So uh, with that being said, man, why don't you tell our listeners, uh, well, at first, they already know your name, but how did you get into the music game, man? Is your your, your family into it, or did you get into it in school? You know, give us some history. Yeah, man, Um, I think I've always been, you know, I've I just always been musically inclined. I've always, you know, rap was, you know, was, was prevalent, was around when I was young, when I was growing up, and that's just always been as far back as I can remember something that I did and I felt like I was good at, you know what I'm saying, and... um. My my father was a DJ, you know, so I think that's where it started. My father was a DJ, and I already had a love for music, and it just started with, like, you remember the maxi singles that used to come out back then? And this was, I'm talking, like, records. This is when, you know, we were buying records to, like, vinyl, you know what I'm saying? And, and you get a maxi single, and it would have, like, the, the, the album version of the song, the clean version, and then the instrumental, you know what I'm saying? So I'd always dig through all my, my father's records, find the instrumentals, and just write my own songs to them, you know, and that's as early as, like, third grade, you know what I'm saying? That might have been a little bit before my time, though. <laughs> <laughs> so... So you wasn't around. So you wasn't around I just, during like the rock. I just had, the rock I just had it through you that curve, dude. Cause I listen. I remember vinyl, man. I remember it all too well. Yeah, 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 all too well. And I, you know, I, I caught the tail end of you know, we was, was transitioning right into CDs. You know what I'm saying? When when I caught the vinyl, but um, you know, it is what you know. I just you know, I kind of aged myself a little bit, but it is what it is. You know. Were you were you doing uh were you doing shows uh when you first started in school or any of that kind of stuff? You know, I was I was a little shy and I, I I gave it a try. My first show I was in fifth grade and it was a Martin Luther King uh talent show for Martin Luther King Day in Potomac Mills. Um Potomac Mills Mall in Virginia and um I got on stage, man. I remember the day like it was nothing, man, cause my girlfriend was there, right? And I was dating the tallest girl in the school, so it was like I could see her from the stage, and I was just looking right at her, and like <laughs> right in mid, like in, in mid bar, 
I choked. You know, that was my first time performing. I, like, choked on my own spit, and it was just, like, the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me, you know. So, like, up until I was probably, like, you know, I was in my 20s, you know. I was 20-something already by the time I had um, had actually, um, you know, mustered up the courage to get back on stage and actually perform after that choking incident. But, yeah, fifth grade was the first time I performed in front of a crowd in the mall at a Martin Luther King Day challenge show with a lot of people there, you know, so that was the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of laughing, man. I know you remember <laughs> that day vividly. <laughs> man, man, like vividly, like it was done. And then the second time I tried to get on stage, I had there was these two group, these two guys, they were they were older than I was, and they were some dope MCs, and they took me under their wing. And, I mean, I had went to that. We was – um doing a show with Lavelle Crawford. Remember Comic View on BET? It was a comedian on BET, and we were doing a show with Lavelle Crawford, and I made the mistake of peeking outside of the drapes before we got on stage, right? And it just shook me, took me all the way back to that fifth grade incident, and I just bounced on my guys. Like, they was, like, you know, I had a a whole verse in the middle of the song, you know, I just bounced on my guys. And just left and went back to, you know, where I was hanging out at and uh, just left in there to do the show by myself. Yo, they was hot. But it took me a while to get over that that incident right there, you know. <laughs> I know. I'm just kind of laughing, man, because we kind of all been through <laughs> those episodes, man, where you, you got a choice, man, either come with it or run off stage. And at the same time, you're looking for that, you're looking for that big hook backstage to come out and grab you. Yeah, <laughs> like on the party, you're looking for Sandman to come out and snatch you up. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Well, Hash, uh, uh, where was what, what's the largest event you've been at? So I think to date, the largest event that I performed in front of, I think it was like fifteen thousand, like fifteen to twenty thousand people, at um, I forget the exact name of the cock SM. SU, I was in Missouri somewhere, and we did a live show on TV. It was like fifteen to twenty thousand people, and there's a funny story about that concert as well. We had this one song; it was very vulgar, and the title was "F Whoever." Right? The show was televised on the local TV station, and nobody told us. So we get on stage and we just start screaming out all these profanities and everything, and I wonder why, like the people. Like, the producer of the, of the show was, like, like you know, doing the, the next, like, slicing the next thing, telling us to cut it, you know what I mean? But I had no idea that it was on TV, but that was the biggest crowd, and uh, it was quite the experience, you know? <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine but, what was said when you came off the stage. Oh, uh, yeah, man, they was tripping big time, man, and then... I, I had no idea that, you know, that was what's going on. So then I got upset, started cussing, like, the people out on the stage, and it was just turned into a big old mess. But, you know, it was it was quite the learning experience. You know, we had poor management at the time. You know, everybody that's uh, trying to come up in this music industry that deals with management, I'm sure they've all come across, you know, like the, the wannabe, you know, manager who really don't know his stuff. And, you know, the one we had at the time set us up for failure. So, that was a hell of a learning experience right there in itself. Yeah, well, you know, I've done numerous amount of shows where you talked about um, that exact subject, you know, because a lot of artists really don't know 
um, the different hats, and I always tell, you know, artists to, you know, educate themselves. You know, this is the music business. This is not the music play. Um, they'll go out seeking management uh, when, in reality, they're really looking for an investor. You know, pretty much because yeah. because a, yeah. a real manager ain't gonna even touch you if you ain't got nothing to manage. What 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 is he gonna do? You know what I'm saying? A right. manager manages. Right. It's just that a manager manages a booking agent right. book shows that's what they do and an investor investor invest but it's not to say a manager can't do all the same all of that but that's really not his responsibility and a lot of artists really don't understand that you know if you don't have nothing to manage man get yourself together because the first thing they want to do and I get calls all the time people asking me can I can I get them some paid shows somewhere. And I'm like, dude, you got right. you got to raise up your market share, dude. <laughs> you got to get some value. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard right. to book you somewhere if they don't know you. Exactly. You, know? you got to have some material. You got to have some content. You know, like what is what what are we paying to see? You know, is the question. A lot of people fail to realize that the importance of that. So in in your journey, man, um, see this. I like to ask guys like you in, in your journey because I didn't have the uh, I didn't have the internet. You know what I'm saying? We used to have take two weeks to send product everywhere. You know, we were dealing with the vinyl and all that stuff coming out of uh, you know the cassette thing. But um, how how important do you feel like social networking and the internet is to you? You know, I feel like it. As far as getting your stuff out there, I feel like it's like 50%. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists I see these days, they try to solely rely on a social media presence, and they forget about the relationship building, that the hand-to-hand, you know, I call it the hand-to-hand combat because you're in the trenches, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we ain't selling CDs no more, but now you got download cards, you know what I mean, with that, that you can purchase to uh, that has a QR code on it that people can just you know, flash behind the cameras on their phones and they'll pull up all the links to your music as well as pulling up all your social media sites, you know what I mean? And I think that's the lost art, you know what I mean? So that's I think it's 50-50 with both of those. Like, you gotta, you definitely got to promote online and you definitely got to promote hand-to-hand because the thing about online is, like, not everybody can afford to do videos. And if you drop a video online, like, people are going to be, you know, more likely to click on a video versus clicking on an audio link, you know, and... You can't do a video for every single song, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. But that's where building those relationships, you know, handing people something physical and you know talking, you know, to people. I think that goes a long way too. So yeah, fifty percent. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I think it's important for like all the same reason that you just mentioned, and also record companies and got uh, are super lazy, you know. Um, they want to look at uh, your your social network. They want to look at all your hits, all your likes, you know, all your interaction, how you're interacting with your fan base. They want to look at all, all that, and then hopefully your music is solid. If your music can stand on its own, then they have an interest to come out and check you out. Other than that, they're not going to budge. Exactly. I feel like, you know, like, like you said, that the music was solid, but it doesn't seem like that's the case these days. It's all a popularity contest. Like, the music don't even have to be solid anymore. You just have to figure out a gimmick and a way to develop a following, you know what I mean? And I feel like by the time you get a following that that, that will, you know, 
cause the record label to have interest in, you might as well just, you know, do it independently yourself anyway, you know, at the end of the day, because you should already be, you know, a record label, they're not going to pick you up until you already got something going for yourself, you know what I'm saying, until you're already generating revenue, you know what I'm saying, and nine times out of ten, people get picked up by these record labels, and it's just all about the glam and the glitz and the fame and everything that comes along with it. They ain't checking the paperwork. Just the perfect example is just what just happened to Meg Thee Stallion. She tried to redo her contracts because they only paid her like five figures, and she's you know then made well over seven figures. You know what I mean? Revenue for them, and she's seventeen thousand from the record label. You know what I mean? So nine times out of ten, you either you you gonna make the same amount of money you was making doing it independently, or you gonna make less and have more restrictions as to what you can do in the industry. And the number one most important thing, just forget, don't forget that the record label is the bank. A lot of times they don't want to put up the money or spend some money, and they recoup that money before you see any money. Before you see anything. Okay. Yup. So, so basically, they the bank, if that's the way the deal is structured. But like you said, um, if that's what <clears throat> I definitely agree with the independent thing. You know, I have a major deal, and I also like to do stuff independently because I don't have to wait and go through the large machinery to do anything. You know, independent, I can move a whole lot quicker with whatever I'm trying to do. Right. You know? I think that's, I think that's, that's how you develop your cult and core-like following, you know what I'm saying, by the independent route because you got to grind. You really got to put out a lot more material. You got to put out a lot of product in you know, people grow with you, and that's how you develop that. Absolutely, man. Well, listen, man. We got we got some of your your music queued up here, man. We're gonna um yeah. uh, play one of your songs, man, and we can come back and you know and chop it up a little bit more. Um, we we got uh, fresher and uh, was it uh, last summer and uh, the rain. Okay. Okay. And. Uh, and uh, what tomorrow ain't guaranteed. So what would you suggest? You know, well, let's go ahead and go into that brand new joint, Fresher Than You. You know what I'm saying? Me and my guy, Miz, featuring J.R. Stainless. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. All right. Here you go, everybody. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ear on this. <laughs> he said, well, you Oh. Yeah. Uh, baby, so she knocked me. Speech your baby daddy, not me. I ain't got no time for the book. I just wanna get to the money. Push start, what's the car key? Valley when I pull up to the rooftop. Baby, love when I'm flexing. Uh, might just pull up with the roof off. Yeah, hotter than the summer day in Tucson. Shorty wanna leave cause you look warm. Hopping on her mind like this whole time. She just a little hesitant to move on. She said her man on some cycles. Whooping her ass if she like my pick. I just be beating her. Yeah. yeah, don't get no head cause she bite my d- Yeah, but she likes my d- She loves it, she prays it, she idols it Survivors again, know what's up We out here chasing them titles Diamonds infested the gold chain BBS covered the whole range We out here making the major moves Stunned our growth selling coke We fed our minds in the prison system OGs with laces with cold games Came home and tried to do something different Never go back to my old ways Still a real n- don't get it twisted We'll turn your ass to a cold case Keeping it real is my only mission Only thing missing is bro, man, uh 
I'm fresher than you. Check, check out my shoes. You, you, you pay attention to me, fool. I'm, I'm riding the wave on the cruise. I, I, I pay attention to retail. I, I pay attention to resale. I, I pay attention to detail. You, you pay attention to female. No, no, we are not the same. No, I, I like to pee up out the frame. No, I put the G up in the game. No, you put the A in the word lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the grade that you get for. I'm coaching him. I got a clip for him. He need work. I got a shift for him. He hate. Okay, typical boastful rap. I got clothes, I got jewels with a crimson map. I'm building a new one, as a matter of fact. With a big back yard, but f*** all of that. I'm here to just boast on my wife. She just be cancer, we winning that life. Love what you have, it's my best advice. Cause some I shouldn't have to say twice. But n- still focus on that little s***. Wow, had extra in the budget, throw some marble in the shower. My s*** around and throw my name in the towel. Subtle accent, select, no it's ours. Y'all talk bars, mine be on odds. Y'all's Kit Kat, if we ever act odds. I've seen gears, I don't even try hard. I wrote this on the way in the back of the car. Still blow you out the water like a motherfucker. Guys, the rapper's on any record, really gets the appetizer. I'm out for Washington, like the guy on Equalizer. I'm that guy, I'm the king. I'm Mufasa, I'm T'Challa. To be honest, when dodge, if it ever was a challenge. At least the motherfucker better throw me off balance. Game so lame, all these bitches lack talent. Correct me right now, what I'm saying ain't valid. Okay, but I put the A in astonishing. Better yet in astronomical. Better yet in diabolical. Volunteer hours, you know what you signed up for. Yeah, hot boy, that's cool. Your girl play my tunes like hashtag moves. You in the top spot, I don't mean to intrude. I need you to move. I rap better than you. I'm fresher than you. Check, check out my shoes. You, you, you pay attention to me, fool. I'm, I'm riding the wave on the cruise. I, I, I pay attention to retail. I, I pay attention to resale. I, I, I pay attention to detail. You, you pay attention to female. No, no, we are not the same. No, I, I like to pee up out the frame. No, I put the G up in the game. No, you put the A in the word lane. Yeah, 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 that's the grade that you get for. I'm, I'm coaching him. I got a clip for him. He need work. I got a shift for him. He's he hating. I got a clip for him. I am Indy. I am Indy. With your host, Lamont Patterson. I'm independent, but I'm in it. I'm feeling fine. I'm tired. I'm all tired. I am Indy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, that's right. We're back. This is I am Indy. This is your host, Lamont Patterson, and we're chopping up with Hash today. Hey man, that was yes, that was sir. a nice joint, man. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. That's the newest one I just released with my guy Miz. We're working on um, a collaboration project called Still Sharp and Still. We're almost done with it. We were supposed to shoot the video to that joint this weekend, but of course, I'm in Denver and I was going, I was about to head down to Tulsa to do that. But you know, I'm not going to jump on no plane right now. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, most definitely. <laughs> No, that's not a good thing, man. I mean, it's amazing, man, because they got, they got everybody, boy, like posted up at the Ponderosa, for real. Hey, straight up. So, so Hash, question for you. Uh, if you could perform anywhere in the world, where would that be? Man, you know, it's, to be honest with you, it would be right here in Denver at Red Rocks Amphitheater. Just because the experiences, every concert I went to out there was just like a big old party. 
it's out it's the outdoor natural amphitheater with like natural acoustics. It's like the craziest they like every performer that comes out there you like last one I went to was a Nas concert and he even said that, that that was his favorite spot to perform was, was at the was at Red Rocks. You know, a lot of people would probably say like the Pepsi Center or something, but like you don't get you don't get the same feel at the Pepsi Center as you do outdoors at Red Rocks. It's not the same type of party, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's just a good vibe out there. <laughs> seem like seem like the weather be kind of. I mean, is the well last last times I all the times matter of fact I didn't been through that man. It's been cold. Well, you got what, what time? Of, what time of the year is not cold? Well, you know the, the you know late spring, the summer, the you know the early fall. You know we got some good weather out here, but you got to stop coming during Thanksgiving and Christmas time. You must got some family. You know what I'm saying? Or you must be going. You must be scanning or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, actually, man, it's been a minute, man. The last time I was there was with, was with Naughty by Nature, with uh, Treadmill. You know. Oh man, that was like ninety okay. something. Dang, I can dig it. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute since I've been through that. You know, and uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get on no skis, man, because I heard them trees don't get out of the way. No, nah, them trees definitely don't. That's why hey, I've been out here since 2003. I ain't never put a ski on my foot, you know? <laughs> no, no. Now, I mess with one of them. I mess with one of those, them, uh, what you call them, bobsled. What's the thing? Them, uh, snowmobile, that's what I'm trying to say. I play with yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. I'll uh, that uh, bobsled <laughs> yeah, no, that ain't too cool either. But I'd I'd mess with one of those snowmobiles, and um, you know I like the outfits. You know I'd get dressed up just to sit around the campfire, just, you know, sit around the fireplace. Uh, right, but you know that's crazy yeah. that like when people think of Denver, that that's what they think of. Like it's just snowy and cold here all the time. It's it's not even like that for real. Like even when we do get snow, if it's not no major type of blizzard or something like that, the snow would be on the It'd be like five, it'd be like two feet of snow, and then two days later, all that'd be gone. You know, and it'd be sunny outside. It's weird out here. Yeah, well, I'm about to come through there and just check it out. It seems like I'm getting a lot of business coming from there, also. So, question you got any, uh, uh, who else are you collaborating with? And I, I know what I'm going to ask you first, though. When you do your set, man, I, I, do you hit the stage by yourself, or uh, you have a crew with you? No, I, I do. I hit the stage by myself, man. You know, like I, I roll by myself most of the time. I hit the stage by myself. You know, I don't, I ain't got no hype, man. I just, it's just me. You know what I'm saying? And whoever, like somebody's on a song that happens to be around, that can be around when I'm doing the show, then you know I have them come out and do the song with me. But typically, I'm just on stage by myself, man. That's just how I rock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you you dad now. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you don't really need nobody else. Um, right. So most of your songs and 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 your material and stuff. I mean, uh, I mean, does that come from uh, your experiences or how do you write? Yeah, man. It's just it's just all experiences, man. You know, things that I've been through personally, things that I might have seen my homies go through. You know, somebody in my family just, you know, just all real life experiences. I Man, I try to 
try to use my real life into into my music like all the time you know so i'm not one with like all the fakes you know just just a real dude and like to create real music with a real vibe but i feel like that's why you know i mean i've I've been able to be relevant for the time that i have been because you know people i'm I'm relatable you know i'm not i'm not with the fad rap you know saying that they're here today gone tomorrow like i'm trying to create that music that's timeless that ages well If you could, uh, if if you could rock the stage with any other artists out there, who who would that be? Mm. Any other artist, like right, man, Jay Z. If I could choose one artist to rock with, it'd be Jay all day. And then Nas. I ain't trying to get out here with none of these young dudes, man. Like, yay. You know, I ain't trying to be bouncing around, jumping around the stage and crowd diving all that, man. You know, I need just a little bop up there. You know, talking some real life, spinning some bars. You know, Jay, Nas, Pusha, um, Davies. You know, like you know, cats like that that got some bars, man. You know, like that's what I rock with. Right. So, what you like doing music, man? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was running. No. When when you when you when you're not doing music, man, what else is it? What do you do, man? Like my 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 new hobby is creating streams of revenue. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm not in the that's studio writing hobby. music, yeah, that's a great hobby, right? Like who? Like nobody else has a hobby like that. I'm the only one with that hobby. You know what I'm saying? So like I uh, I own a gym. You know what I'm saying? I'm part owner of a gym, half owner of a gym. Um, Brian Strand performance out here in Centennial, Colorado. Um, I I'm part owner of a um, um, a print company, like you know, t-shirts, uh, whatever you need, any like your clothing, anything you need to be printed up, like t-shirts, jeans, you know, we everything, we tackling everything, you know, saying like helping people build their brands, you know, what I mean, or being the source that they come to for the, you know, the material being printed up for their brands, um, you know, that's. That's that's first half threads right there, you know what I'm saying? Um, um what else I got oh, you know, I, I got I got artists of my own on my own little label, you know what I'm saying? Um let's see I got that. I got my own personal training business, so I do have clients myself. I'm not just, you know, owning the gym, I do have clients myself that I train in the gym. So, you know, that's four streams right there. Um, but yeah, I'm always busy doing something, man, trying to create us, you know, doing something with, with, with one of my revenue streams, you know what I'm saying? So that's my hobby right there. Like, I ain't played my Xbox in months, you know what I'm saying? I love video games, but since I since I took on this hobby, a full-time thing, you know what I'm saying, like, all the time. And then there's always other things that I'm trying to branch out and come up with, you know what I'm saying, like, always. But something's got to pop. Yeah. And much, much respect on that one, man, because I can relate to all that, man, because uh... – I think I'm I'm one of those guys that constantly multitasking too. You know, I'm always doing something. Mm-hmm. I think my latest my latest hobby is uh, being a drone operator. You hey, know, that's big right there yeah. because pretty soon, cause pretty soon they're gonna be everything's gonna be delayed. Your your like you know your packages, everything that is gonna be delivered by drone. You know, what I'm saying that's a good hobby right there. So. Oh yeah, and and you know in my industry I'm doing a, a lot of film work now, and 
I see drone operators make a hell of a lot of money because they're a lot cheaper than helicopters, you know. So that twenty-five thousand right. a day just went to twenty-five hundred a day. Right. You know? Right. So, 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 so you know, you're doing, so you, you're doing film like you doing film like what you mean like movies and all that? Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, bro, we need to talk yet, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I, that's another thing I wanted to get into, you know what I'm saying? Maybe get into a few movies or so. I got a couple ideas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, def- we'll definitely chop it up, uh, you know, yeah. off, off the air yeah. about all that stuff. You know, yeah, we yeah. got a few Always movies great. right now. It's in, uh, we got a few movies right now in pre-production. Um, we, yeah. We're doing the soundtrack for my company. Uh, so, you know, we're very excited about that. So definitely, man, we'll definitely chop it up, you know, when we get off the air about oh. that. Uh, yeah. And as well as your merchandising and different stuff. So, yeah, we can definitely chop oh, it up, yeah. man. But let's get back on you. Yeah. Let's get back on okay. you right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's go. Um, let me see. Um, man, it's when, uh, when I'm always brain force right now, but I'm going to come back. <laughs> we talked about your your most embarrassing moment. We talked about that, so you know we've all had that, man. And I still get them right today, man. I don't I don't care as many times I've been in doing interviews, as many times I've been on the stage, you know, singing. Even with me with my acting stuff right now, I still get that heart thing. You know what I mean? It's because we're all mm-hmm. most critic, and I'm sure most professional artists out there they can say what they want to say but we're our own worst critic and what i mean by that is we just want to be good you know when we hit that stage we want to be out there as best and close to perfect as we can be and with that thought there comes that that anxiety with it you feel me that's when that that little bit of nervousness shit comes with it i don't care how many times you hit that stage you're gonna have that Right, right. Cause no, because nobody yeah. wants to bomb. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah, wants nobody to bomb. wants to bomb. But you know what? I get that slightly before I touch the stage now. But then as soon as I get on the stage, I'll be feeling like they should be worried about me more than I'm worried about them. Oh yeah, once you out there, you ain't I got no choice. Right, exactly. Yeah, you, you out <laughs> no, there. Once you, you out there, you ain't got no choice. You know, right. you, the only choice you got is come with it, bring it, or run off. Because <laughs> you don't have right. it, yeah. and if failure's not, and if failure's not an option, you got to come with it. Yeah, failure's not an option. I'm coming with it because at the end of the night, I'm trying to sell this merch that I got at the back table with my partners and them back there. You know, so I'm trying to get that off. So I'm trying to put my best foot forward on the stage. It's all business. You know, what I'm saying I love doing the music. That's yeah, that's fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, it's all business with me. You know, so I'm not playing with this. Like I got to get paid one way or the other. That's why I will, I will go do a free show. You know, what I'm saying like, like not as far as like not getting paid from a vendor or you know, depending on what type of show it is. But I will go do that just to create an opportunity for myself to make some money. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna pay myself. So regardless, I'm gonna get paid. You know, what I'm saying I do love doing the paid shows because I'm gonna get paid from the venue or the promoter. And I'm gonna get paid for my merch at the same time, and I'm gonna leave a lasting impression behind, and I'm gonna get some streams, and you might find out about all my other businesses that I got going on, and I'm politicking with the other artists about using first ad as they want to stop shopping all day and then merchandise needs. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. Man, I love that man because you're spitting jewels right then and there, man. And I hope our listeners are paying attention. 
um, because I've touched on that so many times, and, and you just brought it back to about the fact that you had no problems paying for your show. And a lot of artists don't understand. Sometimes I call it prime in the pump. I, I've done that so many times. As a manager, I've had to pay a promoter or a venue for the opportunity for my artists to hit the stage, but I know once they hit the stage, they're going to blow the joint up. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't right. got to pay no more. And look at all the other opportunities that I created for myself. You know what I'm saying? Because now they got exactly. more work. You know, they got everything followed as a result of that. But, you know, artists, listen, listen, listen. Get past that dumb stuff. You know, if you don't invest in yourself, don't expect nobody else to do it. It's just that simple. Exactly. That's that's crazy to me, too. Like, you know, artists not going to invest in themselves. And everybody's doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, you on stage after you get done performing, you want to pay attention to the females over there. That's good. That's good for me. Cause I'm not paying attention to the females. I'm on something else. You know what I'm saying? I'm on getting this. I'm on getting this paper that you're missing out on. You know what I'm saying? So there's gonna be plenty for me out there. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So listen, brother Ash. What else we got for you? What other music we got, man? We gonna put our listeners ears on. You know what? Let's 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 go into that tomorrow. Ain't guaranteed, man. Off of uh, my last studio project, Five Summers. It's available for streaming on all major music outlets, Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, Apple Music, you name it. It's there, Deezer, wherever, uh, Amazon. Uh, matter of fact, make a video on your TikTok. You can find me on your TikTok, you know what I'm saying? So let's get into that tomorrow, I ain't guaranteed, man. That that produced by the Big Demons, video shot by Johnny Rockets, man. Let's go. All right, here we go, y'all. Y'all know the drill. You know what I like to say. Let the windows down, turn your air conditioner up, and put your ears on this. <laughs> yeah. You ain't got no idea what a nigga been through. Shit I done seen, shit I done done. Fell in love with these streets at an early age. Look, married to the streets, we like J&B. Came up from the bottom, found a way to eat. Now we gon' get this money seven days a week. We may not see tomorrow, ain't no guarantee. Used to push a lack, pistol on my lap. Wolf is in the back, riding with the pack. I'm not that type of nigga, please don't get attacked. Fuck a bitch, I fell in love with how the money stacked. Rest in peace, I got a couple niggas in the grave. You're not forgotten, I be thinking about you every day. Name tatted on my arm, faces in the charm. I'm so blessed to be alive, nigga, I'm the one. Love at first sight, what a freakish thrill. Freakish thrill. Been thugging all my life, taught to keep it real. Couple homies doing life, working on a pill. We hustle in the streets, trying to pay the bills. Was forced to be a man from the shit I seen. Started gang banging, age 14. Mama always told me never trust the soul. But I always been loyal, had a heart of gold. Real nigga never fold in any circumstance. Put my life on the line for a couple bands. Time after time, drop a couple grand. Ripping now for the Cops in the surveillance van. Yeah. 
Okay, your girl Miss Dramaganza, mm-hmm, check. Lip gloss, check. Mascara, check. I am Indy with the homie K Biddy, check, check. You listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby, and I love you for it. Mwah. Yeah, yeah, I love you yeah, too, we're back, we're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell us about that joy, man. That was you. Tell us about that song. Man, you know, tomorrow ain't guaranteed, man. I, I just, um, you know, I was going through... Uh, the beef that I, you know, I was being sent by a few producers, and I came across that one, man, and I mean, it just instantly just, I mean, I wrote that song in like 20 minutes, you know, it just, those verses just poured out of me, you know, it was just automatic, and uh, something that she said in the hook, tomorrow ain't get, tomorrow ain't guaranteed, when she sung that part, that's it, right there, let's talk about the struggle, you know what I'm saying, over a soulful sample like that, I could pour my soul out, and the people gonna feel that, and I was right, you know, it works. You know what I'm saying? Check that video out on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Hash804. What do you think, you know, let me ask you this, man. With a lot of hip-hop and rap music, man, there's always, you know, a a, a negative uh, stigma associated with that because, you know, a lot of, you know, youngsters come from the street, you know, and, you know, they go through, you know, um, um, I want to say the whole jail thing, you know what I mean, before they get their life on point and decide to do something else. So how do you feel that is today? I know a lot of people have stepped away from all, you know, the gangster stuff. Um, So how do you feel like the hip-hop stuff is going now? Do you think it's going to be more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, uh, educational or knowledge-based? So I I think um, as far as the educational and the knowledge base, from what I've seen with that, I've seen like a lot of school teachers, you know what I mean, using hip-hop as a form to teach because like people remember songs more than you remember anything else, you know what I'm saying? Like I can remember a song, I can remember a song, you know what I mean, from 1991, but I can't remember, you know, a math equation that I was taught in 1991, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's good for that, but I think it's it's coming, from what I've seen in hip-hop, it's coming back around to, you know what I mean, and not just, you know, the, the little mumble rap, that stuff is going to be there for the younger generation. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but I see, you know, the lyrics coming back to the forefront where there's actually some content in the music versus just gibberish, if that makes sense right. to you, you know what I'm saying? Well, I get... You know, I guess where I was going with the question, I don't even know if I had, you know, um, uh, answered it correct. You know, at one point, rap and hip-hop, everybody's running around talking about riding around with the gap between their legs and blah, That's blah, true, this, people. you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, all that, all that kind of stuff. And, and looking at society and what's going on today, I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. do you see any future in that type of music now? Man, yeah, I think that's always going to be there as long as you got people that's going through the struggle, as long as we got ghettos in America, as long as we got projects, you know what I'm saying, as long as we got gangs, as long as we got drugs on the streets, that type of stuff is always going to be relevant, always going to have people who want to hear that. So that's not going anywhere. Now, I watched, you know, guys like uh, uh, Snoop and Cube, and and some of those other cats, man, where they going with their careers and stuff now? Yeah, Snoop's still cool, Jay. 
It's, it's not as pronounced as it was. No, yeah, you right about that. <laughs> you right I can't see. Too, I can't see. I can't see Martha Stewart doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, no, hey, hey, don't put it past Martha though. Mar- hey, Martha, Martha, Martha's really than like ninety percent of dudes I know because she caught a charge. She could have told on a whole bunch of people, but her, but she took her, she took her charge and she did her time. We all know, hey, Martha gangster too. And she probably been listening. Yeah, to well, I just fin- I just finna say that, you know, I'm like her real personality <laughs> is kind of coming out with Snoop Diggy, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of funny, hey, but it is what it is, you know what I mean? Right. Snoop and Martha be getting high, talking, you know, like what are we about to eat on the show, you know what I'm saying? Like you know they be, you know she yeah. be roasted too on the show right with them, you know Martha and yeah, G. Yeah. I respect Martha, you know. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, you know, ain't, 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 ain't too many people solid like that. Even the dudes, even the dude in the ghetto walking down the street right now, standing on the corner with that mean mug on his face and that gun in his that gun in his waistline. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as the police roll up on him and take him to jail for questioning, he giving up. He giving up everybody. You know what I'm saying? So you know you got to salute the real ones. You know what I'm saying? And not saying that living a life of crime is just the right thing. But my thing is is that if you playing that game. You know there's consequences to your actions. So when those consequences come, you got to deal with them accordingly. You know what I'm saying? And and don't turn and and, and take the easy way out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't right. Well, that's what they usually do, man, because you know how it is now. Because back in my day, you know, that's how it was. You know, you get caught, you know, doing a crime. You just did the time. That's just how it was, you know. But exactly. nowadays, a lot of these cats come from, from good homes in the other neighborhood and and all of a sudden you know looking at videos they want to be thugged out you know they want to sag and they want to do all that but they actually know nothing about that lifestyle absolutely nothing about that lifestyle so when they get caught up and they see the reality of it you know eating some stale oranges and going through lockup and you know, dealing yeah. with all that other kind of stuff, right? Then they start, then they start singing like a like a bird. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, what I'm saying then all of, then all of a sudden, I right, you ain't built for this. Like you know, you shouldn't have jumped in the game in the first place. And it's just crazy how like this this new generation that the thing that bewilders me the most about that is like, and even so, this the same dude to tell he'll come back to the streets. You know, he didn't told, and he jumping right back in the same thing. They allow him to jump right back in the same game, and everybody's still dealing with him. After he done told on somebody, and the excuse for it is, well, he ain't told on me. Well, next time he gets caught, he's probably going to tell on you. know? Yeah, Absolutely. it's crazy out there. I'm not in the streets no more. Wow. I, hey, alhamdulillah, thank God for that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm, I'm still tapped in, you feel me? Right. And and that's important to take to take guys like you, man, because how else is these other knuckleheads gonna learn anything? And that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing, is because I've been through drama in my life, and I found out, you know, the guy the guy that made the the, the guy that created the game also made the rules. You know what I'm saying? And until Correct. people understand that, you're not gonna change anything in a game that you didn't create. Facts. You know. That's facts. And and that's why a lot of us, you know, get caught up because we come in there trying to change this, do this, do that. No, man, it ain't happening. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like you ain't gonna right. let nobody come over your house and, and, and run nothing, change nothing. It's it's the same right. thing with a lot of things going on in this country. That's why I see a lot of people, you know, they fighting the wrong fight. You know, the fight to have is trying to be all you could be within that game instead of trying to change the game. Because if you try to change the game, they finna run your they finna run your airplane in the side of a mountain somewhere. Man. You know what I mean? Man, like they did, like they did, like they did, Kobe. You know, you know I, oh. I was thinking about that. I said, man, I got a little eight hundred dollar drone that got obstacle avoidance on it. It won't even let you run into nothing. So how are you in a multi million dollar helicopter and it's gonna let you run into something? Run it, right? Nah, Kobe was on <laughs> to something. You know that we don't know about. They took him out. Yeah, well, hey, I don't know. Maybe him and Prince is playing basketball right about now. <laughs> hey, that's funny. I, I'm, I'm laughing now. I'm laughing because I'm, I, I just, as soon as you said it, all I heard was blouses. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious, yeah. So so what's a typical day for Hash, man? What do, What's a typical day for you? You know, a typical day for me, man, like, for instance, this morning I got up at about 5.30 because I ain't know if you knew this about me, but I am Muslim. So I got up and, and prayed, you know me, made Fajr prayers, the first prayer that I get up, you know, wash my face, you know, wash me, you know, do the proper, do the necess- do the proper hygienic stuff that I got to do to prepare myself to pray. I pray, um, try to put something on my belly, man, then I went to the gym and uh, trained a few clients, you know what I mean? Like, right now it's just kind of scarce out here with the, you know, we're dealing with the coronavirus, and, um, you know, I got to get what you can, so I got a couple of people that want to come in at 6.30 in the morning, so I went to work 6.30, got off of work, came back to the house, I have a home studio, thank God for that, you know what I mean, because, you know, ain't no telling how long we're going to be quarantined to the, so, um, I came on working on some music, business call with my with my partners from First Half Threads, you know, trying to get some things uh, in motion, and I got this interview with you right now, you know what I'm saying? So my day's pretty always constantly just busy doing something, you know, with my hobbies, you know, with these revenue stream hobbies of mine. Go get oh, you I got two pairs of them in the background, but they, I got plenty of my birds too, you know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, just always, I'm always doing something, man, always trying to, you know, do something towards generating that revenue, man, because, and it's not for me to, you know, shine, you know, or try to shine on anybody else. I'm just trying to build some generational wealth, you know, to set my children up, you know what I mean, to be nice, you know what I mean, because who knows where, you know, where we headed, you know what I'm saying, with everything that we're that we facing now in society, you know what I'm saying. I just want to make sure that something happens to me, that my kids going to be straight, and I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, <clears throat> as long as you make sure your kids got their heads straight, I see a lot of that going on too now, man. Parents setting their kids up, and then the kids end up being knuckleheads. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I, you know, I, don't, I make my kids earn everything, man. I don't give. You know, they. I guess I'm, I'm the, the old school pops. I raised them like my parents raised me, man. Because I feel like I had parents. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how you appreciate. Because sometimes you can give them too much, and then they don't appreciate nothing. But last thing you want some more spoiled ass kids that can't do for themselves. Yeah, because instead of us making them strong, you make them weak. Yeah. 
Definitely. So what what do you see what do you say yourself doing five, ten years from now? Five, ten years from now? You know, five, ten years that's a good question, man, because I haven't even, you know, I've I I pretty much take it day by day, but five years from now, man, I you know, like hope I could be doing this and we could check back in in five years from now and I'll be doing this interview from, you know, the beaches in Grenada or something, just you know, just lounging and just trying to overseeing my businesses instead of working in them. You know what I'm saying? And donating my personal right. time to like rehabilitation to, you know, uh post chemotherapy children. Children like childhood cancer survivors that need like some rehabilitation after going through chemotherapy. You know, so that's my ultimate goal just to be able to donate my time as far as like quote unquote work would go. You know what I'm saying? Just donate my time helping kids that survive childhood cancer, um, you know, rehab and you know, just try to create a platform for them to um, to create healthy lifestyles because they are usually at a higher risk of, like, you know, heart disease and stuff like that if they go through those type of events at a young age. Right. That's awesome, too, man. My son called me the other day and told me he wanted to move to Israel. <clears throat> and um, But he's a, he's a Hebrew-Israelite minister. Okay. So, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, what made you want to decide to uh, move to Israel. He's talking about, well, at least you can go buy land there and own it and, and to perpetuity. And I said, well, you better check on that because I don't know too many places you can own land after anymore. They'll give you a 99-year lease, but uh, <clears throat> it's not like you can own that land and pass it on down to your kids and, and it's their land because yeah. they they looking to collect taxes. If you don't pay property taxes, guess what? Your land might be paid off, but they still going to take your shit. Exactly. I'm still That's gonna crazy. take it. Yeah. Uh, hey man, but look, we got about five minutes left. Let's get another one of your songs in here, man. You know what? Since you got this, since you got, I ain't heard the rain in a minute, man. Let's take it back to the rain. Throwback joint that was off of um, two projects to go off the Money Mixtape, which is also available on all digital music streaming outlets. Um, yeah, let's go. Let's get into the rain. And since it's the last song, we got five minutes left. Make sure y'all follow me. On Instagram at HashGodBars. Matter of fact, find me on everything at HashGodBars and follow my business Instagram at First Ad Threads. One S T A V E T H R E A D S. And let's go. The rain. Absolutely. Hey, y'all know what I like to say. Let the windows down, turn the air conditioner up, and put your ear on this. The rain. Hash. Cause y'all know about the rainy days, man You know, the rainy days when you just sit back and reflect on everything that's going on in your life Uh, yeah, on my face <laughs> It's so soulful, man, you gotta feel this shit This goes out to all my people going through the struggle Uh, as I look up at the sky, watch my face with the raindrops Deep inside my mind, I wonder when will the pain stop Stuck in the same spot, the usual suspect The sequel to my father's life, I followed his footsteps It wasn't a good step, cause look at me now I left behind my little sister and my innocent child The way I'm living is foul, no, I'm not in denial I'd rather take it to trial before I throw in the towel Addicted to money and all adrenaline rushes I remain sucker free so I don't fuck with you suckers, huh? 
the cops hate us just as much as moms love us. Niggas snitching like bedtime, undercovers. The street strong embrace, turn and make killers of us. Shady niggas even rob and kill their young brothers. What have we become? Live by, die by the gun. Teenage girls become mothers so young. the storm cause I'm a tough fella I've been through a lot but not through it all all praises to the God Allah Akbar inshallah I hope you see in the light for every time I turn left I'm trying to take two right don't be blinded by the light caught up in the fame cause everybody feels the pain it's just a part of the game On the 10. What up, bruh? I guess even way before then. Remember when he shot Morris in the head? Nah, probably uh, not. Late nights and large packs for large sums. Yeah. We go back to when me and Matt was young. Okay. Chilling on the 10 block, riding in the dope. Yep. Lamar had the ball and Just so y'all know, nobody had shit on my red Monte Carlo. That was in the bourbon. Shit was too clean. clean. Riding on the deuces. Candy up and green. Mean. Shit, they had to be like 0203. Yep. We were buying nothing less than a quarter key. Nope. I was back and forth filling orders in the deep. Yep. Did two in the stakes and the feds added three. Huh. And that's how the spot summer shit came to be. Yes. Feeling like it all happened last summer. We were back in grams watching cash up. And the spot count bands got a stack up. And the cops on our ass so we ran from. Now me and Matt go back to young niggas. Where like you know, you get that that personable look. See, like y'all never knew I choked on stage at the Potomac Mills Mall when I was in fifth grade. Yeah, <laughs> we gonna make them go buy that. We gonna make them go buy that one right there. Yes, sir. That's hey, everywhere. It's available everywhere, man. Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, you name it. I'm on there. H A. Dollar sign H. Don't forget the dollar sign. Definitely, man. Well, man, I definitely appreciate you coming through, man, chatting with us, man, and uh, come back through anytime. And uh, I mean, uh, have Sherry give you my have have Sherry give you my digits, and we can talk about that other stuff. Um, I'm definitely going to do that, man. I'll be down in LA a lot, man. So like, you know, but I I I get I get the number from uh, from Sherry, and then uh, you know we'll just go from there. All right, and for listeners, you guys have joined us a little bit late. This show will be available everywhere, worldwide. You can't miss it. We're on all the platforms. And if you're not sure how to get it, ask your mom, ask your daddy, ask the man across the street, ask the milkman, ask the paper boy. And if that don't do, right. ask your dog because he know where to get this show at. So right. you ain't got no excuse not to hear it from the very, 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 very beginning, man. 
It's a lot of wealthy information that you could put your ears on and learn some about this business. See you next week, same time. I love you much. Bye. Take it back. Uh. This is for my homeboy Ben. He used to kick it with a nigga on the ten. What up, bruh? I guess even way before then. Remember when he shot Morris in the head? Nah, probably uh, not. Late nights and large packs for large sums. Yeah. We go back to when me and Matt was young. Okay. Chilling on the ten block. Riding in the dope, yeah. Lamar had the ball and just so y'all know, nobody had shit on my red Monte Carlo. Dope was in the bourbon, shit was too clean. clean. Riding on the deuces, candy apple green. Mean. Shit, they had to be like 0203. Yeah. We were buying nothing less than a quarter key. Nope. I was back and forth, filling orders in the D. Yeah. Did two in the states and the feds at a three. Ha. And that's how the spot summer shit came to be. Yes. Feeling like it all happened last summer. We were bagging grams, watching cash double. In the spot, count bands, got a stack up. And the cops on our ass, so we ran from. Now me and Matt go back to young niggas cooking up the crack. Used to kick it with Ralphie in the trap. Never ever thought he'd turn into a rat. Look, from crack money to selling CDs with barcodes. From live summers to five summers, I'm gone for. We live niggas, survival niggas, I'm rhyme for him. Your boy snitching, you rhyme with him, you dying for him. A different view from a nigga who really lived it. Imagine how I felt when my family came to visit. See the tears in your eyes, mama, I'm alright. If some shit goes down, mama, I'm gonna fight. Was out all night, grinding, selling crack to the fiends. We was all up and down. Twelfth washed in the street I was kicking freestyles and beatboxing the beat Before we started selling coke, we made a killing off weed Feeling like it all happened last summer We were bagging grams, watching cash double In the spot, count bands, got a stack up And the cops on our ass, so we ran from them.